Hello, what's up, and welcome to Corporate, Corporate Lunch, 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 Style Podcast. I'm Noah Johnson, Senior Editor of GQ Style, here today with the very awesome Lily Goxenen, our digital editor. Hi, Lily. Hi. This is, um, as uh, President Trump put it so eloquently in a tweet recently, big week coming up. <laughs> Let's go. Um quite an understatement, but it is um, our first episode back after Labor Day, and Sam Hine, who we work with, our colleague, our producer, our uh, podcast studio wizard, said he actually debated today before he put his white jeans on to come to work. And I said out loud to the two of you, is that still even a thing anymore? I have no respect for um, fashion rules. I have all the respect in the world for Sam Hine, but I couldn't imagine... Um, I mean, it's still summer until September 21st, first of all. Is the idea that it's, like, um, gauche to wear white when it's not warm outside anymore? What about winter white? Maybe. I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'm sure there's real good reason. There's probably a very thorough Wikipedia article out there on the topic. But, you know, more importantly, the business of, like, back to school, I still, I cannot shake it. September comes along, I get, like, the... International. I get a little antsy. The international John shipments start coming in, start arriving, and I'm like, the fall fits and the, the the back to school looks start coming together, and I'm I'm into it. I'm down. I break out new sneakers, new fabrics, new colors. Well, whole new me, new season. That outfit that I've been talking about, the Rachel Green outfit from yeah. Friends, where she's just wearing a black skirt, a black really short skirt, a white t-shirt, and a black. Would you call it a, sh- a sweater vest? Sweater vest, <laughs> a yeah, sweater of course. Vest shell. Uh, that felt. I think what draw- drew me to it was that it was kind of like a back to school outfit, right? It's like it, kind big of time. A, not not schoolgirl in like a gross, dirty way, but yeah. like schoolgirl in a cool way. Lily dresses like an extra on Friends. That would be the best way I would describe <laughs> Lily's style when she's not in her um, green Alpha Industries bomber and Manolo Bonic heels, a la Melania Trump. Just inappropriately wearing them <laughs> everywhere I can. <laughs> um, I think that the sweater vest is an interesting garment. Yeah. Um, shout out to Gino Iannucci, friend of the pod, legendary um, New York skateboarder who famously made Argyle sweater vest a thing. And um, the brand Noah, Brendan Babenzian's brand, um, dropped a sweater vest this fall with like an Argyle print on it. And I was on their website this morning, and it was sold out. Does it have buttons or is no, it no. just shell? No, no, just a pullover V-neck sleeveless sweater. I thought you said V-necks weren't cool. They're not. V-necks are bad, but um, the sweater is good. <laughs> Lily's making a note. Um, at me on Twitter, let's talk about V-necks. Bring it. They're <laughs> bad. Don't wear them. Um, yeah, I don't know. Back to school. <clears throat> what else you got? You carrying a... A backpack or a New Yorker tote to school this summer, this fall? This summer. This um, season. I'm trying to think if I ever even did carry a backpack. Oh, I did. I had that uh, that L.L. Bean giant backpack that everyone had. Oh, of course you did. <laughs> did you have your initials on it or something? No, I had my initials, not my name, because that's how little child kidnappers Yeah get the kids hey lily <laughs> yeah. i'm your uncle your mom Steve, said Steve, pick picking you up we've never met i'm here to pick you up today oh it's not funny nope but, not funny uh i had that i had it in navy because mm-hmm. i was 
Um, Those were huge too. I was. Yeah, packed full of books. Yeah, yeah, packed packed full of school books. Oh my god. Yeah, but I I was saying earlier that I just never, I never had back to school because I just had a uniform. Right. So the best I could do was get like a couple cool new polo shirts, same color, all white. I went, I went to public school and I just wore like the flyest shit from the Macy's sale rack, but. When you, I wondered, like, when you had uniforms, there were things, like, you made it fresh, though. Like, kids made them, had, like, flair or what? You had to have the right shoes, even though they all kind of looked the same. Like, you had to have the right brand. Like, what was the, how did the style really pop off in the, within the uniform world? Mm, such a good question. Well, not, nah, I think after my time in middle school, especially, when it was a navy pleated skirt and a white polo shirt, people were really, you know, giving it some flair but baby g's were the big thing my mom never let me get one the watches yeah yeah and like a pink one maybe yeah you yeah. get any color you want yeah and that I was okay no no you're deprived yeah my mom was like well i never i knew better than to ask her she'd be like no <laughs> she got you like a cartier tank instead <laughs> no <laughs> no i was super into swatches as a child swatches are pretty dope yeah so like for yeah. hanukkah i think she would let me go to the swatch store and pick out a swatch and if it was like forty dollars, it was a real treat. Yeah. Do you remember any? Did you have any particularly legendary? Designs? I think I had one with like frogs all over it. Yeah, that sounds pretty pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah, I was cool. I the I think like the most aggressively bad I got in high school was I would wear two American Eagle polo shirts at the same time. Whoa! Double popped collars. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was just a phase. Um. Hit up Lily on Twitter, uh, DM her, <laughs> slide in the DMs for pics of the double, the legendary double polo fit. I don't think I have any pictures of that because it was simultaneously when I had bad teenager acne, so I would not. Allow. No photos. No photos. Lily spent some time um, sharpening her knives at Vogue before uh, arriving at GQ Style, and in her time there, developed some pretty strong opinions about things that she and I love to argue about. And um, we thought, what better platform than the GQ style podcast, Corporate Lunch, to just kind of have at it. And um, let's hear some of the things that just confound uh, and infuriate mm-hmm. Lily about men's fashion and style and our uh, some of our favorite topics here. All right, Lily, ex-Vogue staffer. There was a semi-controversial article published by a Vogue web writer about tote bags. Oh, yes. And um, I don't know what her point was, but she (laughs) thinks men shouldn't carry tote bags. No, I think she thinks that men shouldn't carry um, branded tote bags, free tote bags. Ooh, okay. Perfect. So I think she is currently in Eastern Europe, so she can't even defend herself. Well, whatever. Nor should she because um, she had her chance and now I get mine. (laughs) But I I don't really. have a strong opinion about that necessarily, but Market Watch published an article um, making a wild claim. It says Louise Linton, who we talked about, Louise Linton is the the wife of the Treasury Secretary, who was got called out for um, that photo of her like stepping off a private jet and crediting all of her like fashion. And one of the things she was carrying was a like a Hermes Birkin bag, which is, I don't know a ten thousand dollar handbag or whatever. And um, no, it, as, wasn't a, it wasn't a Birkin. No, she was carrying an Hermes scarf. Wasn't she? Oh. I don't think she was carrying a Birkin. 
we can check fact check that and, and potentially edit. But uh, MarketWatch says Louise Linton, the wife of Treasury Secretary Steve Munchen, carried an Hermes Birkin bag worth roughly $10,000 on her arm in the ill-fated Instagram post that got her slammed. <laughs> but status symbols don't have to cost as much as a luxury purse. For the price of a $6 magazine subscription, you can get a bag that carries just as much weight as a social signifier. It's the New Yorker magazine tote. What do you think about that? I think that that is a East Coast liberal take on fashion. Yeah. That if you were to take a New Yorker tote bag to some place that I don't want to offend anyone, but someplace that's not New York City or San Francisco, mm -hmm. and be like, this is fancier than an Hermes Birkin bag, you would be laughed out of the room. Yeah. I think, you know, there are waiting lists for Birkin bags and... Right. I, I find them sort of irritating when I see the New Yorker tote. I don't know why. I just think like, oh, here's someone who's just here's some who Brooklyn. loves like reading shouts and murmurs. Okay, shouts and murmurs is good. Yeah, you take that back. I mean, okay. there was a really good Megan Amram one this morning. All right, which was uh, a shouts and murmurs about finding Jared Kushner's um, personal essay to Harvard. It's very funny. I think that's. I think it's. Uh, I think that the writer of that article probably has a New Yorker tote bag. Thinks it's pretty cool. Yeah, and then notice like three other people carrying them in Park Slope. Yeah, in Brooklyn Heights. I was like, like, trend oh, this piece. Is a thing. <laughs> Let's go. I think though it's worth you know it 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 made, it made me think of the mini outroar about tote bags that Vogue started a while back that um, doesn't really hold much weight for me because I don't really care. I don't care either. I'm a, I'm a big but I'm a, a tote bag bagger. I, me too, and here's why: because I'm not really into like. I think you can't have too much bag. Like you see guys, I see guys commuting every day with like a lot of bag, like a really involved like filson canvas and leather rucksack with flaps and buckles, and I'm just like, what do you got in there, dude? Your gym clothes, your laptop, How like nothing is big. Why are we carrying bags every day? What is in there? Do what are you, you bringing home and then bringing back to work? Do you ever carry a bag? Not really, but when I do, it's like pockets. a yeah. <laughs> when I do, also a bad look. Um, Overstuff you don't want to yeah overstuff your pockets. But when I do, it's like a tote, and it's one of the like one hundred totes that I find around my apartment that I've amassed. Have you ever purchased a nice bag for yourself? No. Really, that's crazy. It's true. Wow. I mean, there are times when you need them. Maybe I have. I have a. Ba I have like a backpack that's decent that like oh, carries a laptop. That says Noah yeah, on with the my back. initials on it. <laughs> hey Noah, it's your aunt Lily. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, you would be a terrible kidnapper. <laughs> your mom said I could come pick you up from school. Um, yeah. Well, I don't know. Carry a New Yorker tote proudly, but I don't. I think like. Hermes Birkenbag is still the way to go if you want people to think you're rich and important. Yeah, an Hermes Birkenbag sitting on the passenger seat of your G-Wagon. Lily hates Mercedes-Benz G-Wagons. I don't I I am supportive of the G-Wagon as a desert-based vehicle mm -hmm. for desert-based warfare, which is what I think they were built for. This is crazy. I don't even think you're right about that. I think I am right about that. They're like they're like uh What's it called? Land Rover Defenders. Uh-huh. That's what they were built for. War. Beautiful cars. Well-made. Handmade in Italian factories. Mm. Hand-done leather work. 
Italian factories. They're a German car. They make them in Italy, I think. They may not be the most fuel efficient. They may look a little out of place in the city at times. They're a little boxy, a little um, aggressive. But, boy, are they amazing. No. I mean, okay, I'm going to say something strong, and it's not very nice. Mm -hmm. But I just think that G-Wagons are what you buy when you want people to know that you can buy a G-Wagon. Yeah, it's true. But that's unavoidable. What are you going to do? It's You could say the same thing about a Ferrari. A Ferrari is what yeah. you buy when you want people to know you got a Ferrari. But you yes. know what else is awesome? Ferraris. No. No. I Ferraris are awesome only for old men for whom it's allowable. Not for anyone under the age of 40. I think you just got to take into consideration the driving enjoyment that the owner is getting out of this car. But they're not because Ferraris are built to go super fast and you can't even drive that fast in Ferraris. But can you? No. (laughs) You can't get caught. No. And and here we go for G-Wagons. The same thing, right? These things are meant to go off-road. They're meant to be on rough roads and like driving on like a not very well kept road up to your Hamptons home like doesn't count. I think they're made to be driven through Calabasas on windy suburban streets slowly okay. with the windows down. I just can't my can't roll my eyes far enough back into my head to <laughs> express how I feel about G wagons on the road in I think the Pope Mobile is a G Wagon. That's a white G Wagon. <laughs> the Papal G Wagon. You down with the Papal G Wagon? Isn't it papal? Yeah, papal. Yeah I'm That's fine. That's what with I that. said. He's it's fine. God said he could have it, I think. Is that what the Pope does? I'm going to get you a G-Wagon for your birthday. You're going to change your mind. Nah. I, as I said earlier, I would like a Wagoneer with a wood side. Okay. Good luck. It's not getting you. Jewelry on men. But no, specifically gold chains on men. Wow. Just coming right for my throat. Are you Literally. Wearing, are you wearing yours right now? Yeah. I recently got a gold chain. First piece of jewelry I've ever really had. Mm. Never wore. No, that's what about your wedding band? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. That's like a separate sort of thing. It's not an accessory. Mm. Um, yeah, just got a gold chain for the first time. Feeling pretty, pretty cool. What about that it? nose ring you had. <laughs> <laughs> I had my navel pierced once, but that's a different story. That was just for fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was a dare. Look. Um, my gold chain is cool. It makes me look tough. Makes me feel tough. Are you ever going to wear it outside it's your shiny. shirt? It's shiny. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe like outside a white tee. I like the way that looks. It's and very thin. Have box you chain. decided yet whether or not you're going to wear it with a pendant? Yeah, I want a, Jesus, a little Jesus piece with gold eyes, but I, I've been told I shouldn't do that for various reasons. But With gold eyes? You mean with gem I eyes? I mean, um, yeah, diamond eyes. A little Jesus piece with diamond eyes. I don't know if that's a thing, but that's what I'd imagine it would be. Oh, dear. Um, what are your feelings on jewelry for men? My feelings on, on men. On men wearing jewelry. Men wearing jewelry. I guess it's similar to men wearing any challenging trend, like high-waisted pants or um, sneakers for old people, mm-hmm. which is that only some can pull them off, truly. Yeah, that's true of everything. Fair point. And, um, but I think that jewelry is particularly difficult. Not a trend, though. Interesting that you're casting this as a trend. You think it's a trend? I think so. Yeah. I think so. And do you, do you is your sense that we're at a, mo- a high moment of heavy jewelry for men? I, I mean, think we know we're some at a moment people... where men are more, that, like, the idea of premium fashions mm-hmm. have 
switched from buttery cashmere double breasted suits to like really nice Japanese t shirts mm-hmm. with a gold chain hidden daintily beneath. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Getting me excited. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've we've done a bunch of we've we cover jewelry in the magazine. I always think it's awesome, and I love to see it. We've done stories on turquoise. We've done stories on rings, chunky rings, and stuff. Um, inspired partly by GQ's very own Mark Anthony Green, who I think does it very well. He wears a lot of jewelry and looks pretty cool. It's definitely not a look for everyone, but I'm um, I'm into it being out there. I mean, like my take on these things is. Like more is more people. I don't like, I'm not really interested in conservatism and conservativism in, in style. Like I'd rather see people doing stuff. I don't know, taking risks and sure. Like I'm, I'm the first and the most eager to, um, cast judgment on a stranger for their fashion choices. Don't get me wrong, but I'll always like celebrate it and always be excited and inspired by someone trying something. And I feel like jewelry's in that category of like, when you see someone going for it, you're just like, damn. I don't understand why you hate V-neck so much. It just seems like it's a shirt with a V. It's just to be clear. I'm talking about V-neck t-shirts. I think like V-neck sweaters and the aforementioned sweater vest are sort of a different, um, whole different type of thing. But explain Uh, why, why, why would those be different? The main thing about the V-neck tee that's... Oh, why are they different? Well, no, you can start... All right, the main thing about V-neck t-shirts that I think gets me was like, you got to... This has to... You got to go back to like the early days of American apparel when like... I mono, thought you were say the early days of America. <laughs> yeah, this goes back to the Revolutionary War. Um, no, you got to... Like there was a time in the aughts when people were just wearing these like monochromatic um, American apparel basics. And it was pretty exciting at the time, I have to admit, like the idea that you could walk into one of those stores and it was just like everything in every color in some super uh, appealing sort of soft, cottony fabric. But they sold a shit ton of V-necks in like gross like teal and like sherbet colors and like heathered colors and... People, so you're saying it's the V-neck was oversaturated. Yeah, it was oversaturated, and then it led to the deep V-neck, which you still see around sometimes, mm-hmm. like the one that really comes down, like a lot of sort of man cleavage happening. <laughs> I don't have a problem with them on women so much. Um, yeah, so I just feel like it's sort of a, like a trashy fashion basic sort of thing that has real no business being anywhere for any reason. What do you even do with it? I guess you could, as an undershirt with a... With a button up, it's nice because it hides the, the collar. Uh-huh. You know, crew neck. You see the collar. So listeners at home should be ashamed of themselves for wearing V neck. Yeah, t-shirts. just throw them out. Just burn them. Yeah, or at least at me on Twitter and we can argue about it. I get people ask me a lot about style stuff because I, you know, I tell people where I work and then they'll kind of like they'll they'll if they you know if they know what I'm talking about they'll be like oh and then they'll kind of give themselves an up and down and be like well how am I doing. I saw you give someone an up and down this morning. Who? No. It was right after I had given them an up and down. So, well, they were, I don't know what you're talking about, but the thing that I find that I tell people that's pretty concrete. I have two things that I tell people: um, no V-neck t-shirts and no gray jeans. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you say. <laughs> what do you got next? Um, wait, no gray jeans. That's yeah. fair. 
that's yeah. Good. Come on, it's yeah. just gross. No, I agree with that. Um, oh, I know what's next. Mm. Is your let's talk about those new sneakers that you received just mm. this morning. Well, yeah, I mean, I got I recently got a pair of these Our Legacy uh, Mono Runner sneakers. They have a big fat, um, silly curved Vibram sole on them. They do look a little bit like those Shape Up sneakers slash the Upper East Side Mom sneakers that Lily schooled me on. No, no. It's Upper. No mom on the Upper East Side would wear them. It's, <laughs> it's only like Upper West Side old ladies who are concerned about their spinal health and so are choosing sneakers that are curved in the back because, uh-huh. as we know, um, human beings don't have right angle heels. So you have to have a curved heel oh in the back. God. And Here then we go. they're called, and I, when I was Googling them earlier, they're called rocker sneakers. Yeah. Isn't that kind of sad? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like a rocking chair, like yeah. you're old and you're. So I guess my this question is, to you is, are you an old man? Are you an old lady who lives on the Upper West Side? I mean, aspiring to be possibly, yes. <laughs> Does that lifestyle appeal to me? Yes. A little. Strongly. Yeah. This is the, the move we're really talking about, though, are like ugly sneakers or sneakers that are intentionally um, they look like sort of inflated, deformed, mutant. Like you took a, a sneaker and kind of put it in the microwave and some crazy weird uh, chemical, it went, they underwent some weird chemical compositional change that turned them into like, you know, and so Balenciaga has them and Raph does them with Adidas. And, and then Russell Westbrook was wearing them. Russell Westbrook wore a pair of Nike Air Monarchs, which are a super classic, um, yeah. very basic Nike, like, football coach silhouette but they kind of are in this similar vein of kind of a weird proportion a big sole chunky westbrook wore them the court side at some game last week and it was like off-white socks quite a statement yeah the off-white socks is he an actual father has he fathered children that's a good question i don't see why it matters i think that he should be able to wear whatever sneakers he wants i just i just don't know monarchs are a strong move though i mean i will say um because they're not they're not like coming from a fashion house or a fashion designer. You're really out there on your own. But now we're going to see all sorts of hype boys and girls wearing monarchs on the street. You think? Yes. Well, let's go. I'm ready. And that's my problem. It's like these are ugly and they look bad on you, mm-hmm. but you're just going to wear them anyway. Wow. Not you. Not you, <laughs> Johnson. <laughs> that was strong. I'm sorry. Um. Yeah, I'm down. I think that like... Not, I wasn't, yeah, I just want to go back. <laughs> <Don't mean laughs> I didn't mean the. There's no take backs on the, the pot. No, not the ones that you bought. I mean the monarchs. Yeah. 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 That's a, ri- that's a big risk. He really went for it. I'm down. And I think that, um, as we know, like in fashion, every, every reaction has an equal and opposite reaction that, what did I say? Every action has an equal and opposite reaction that, that will shortly follow it. And I think like, you know, if I got. We saw enough Stan Smiths and shoes with the same exact silhouette of Stan Smiths for long enough. Sometimes you just want to see something different. Are you saying that this is that this is the inevitable? Yes. We're all going to have to wear them in a couple of years. Sort of, yeah. Do you and, think that it, if we come back to this conversation in six months, I'm going to have a pair of them? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Or just a pair of like crazy Jordans or something. Ugh. I mean, the other thing is like, you know, in the real sneaker world, not the fashion sneaker world, we're talking about like people – People wear, you know, the same Air Maxes and Jordans and everything else just get cycled through over and over again. And these people, they never come out of rotation for a lot of people. But there's another side of it, which is kind of a more trend-generated thing that, like, you know, 
has the ups and downs are uh, happen a little more quickly and and they don't really involve that like core sneaker market but like a month ago did you think they were ugly and now you think they're cool that's no, what not, i think is bizarre i, I don't this. think you th- i think you're missing the point it's not that i think they're not ugly just i'm okay. just not that worried about like yeah something being ugly I'm not or not that worried i guess about looking cool <laughs> no sometimes ugly looks cool sometimes an exaggerated shape or form is like the right thing and it's it rules i'm down let's go big sneakers are you down with the return another return that people are forecasting of low-rise jeans no yeah no. come on stop that it. can't come back do you remember <laughs> do you remember like the terror reads of the world Oof. that was bad who's predicting this comeback this is a thing this it, is people are talking about it on twitter i don't want to see it on anyone i don't want to see it on a dude don't want to see it on a woman don't want to see it on a like the hottest model in the world i don't want to see it on Remember when I feel like Giselle once walked down a runway wearing low-rise pants and you could see her butt crack? Maybe that's coming back. Do you think that? I'm in favor of butt crack. What (laughs) appropriate for work? I don't know. HR. No shorts. Let's check the um, Condé Nast employee handbook and see what it says about low-rise jeans. I think probably it's a no based on you know taste alone, not based on um, how revealing they are. All right, big week coming up. This is Corporate Lunch, episode three. It's time for 13 Vibes. 13 Vibes. Really? Go. I just want everyone to hear me. You got your paper out. Putting down my list of vibes. Do it yourself. DIY. Hell yeah. I'm super into that right now. Inspired by Virgil Abloh's new Nike sneaker situation? Sure. Yes. All right. No. No. Inspired by uh, not having any money and wanting to make everything myself instead. I literally see like a couch that I like. I'm just like, I could probably make that. (laughs) (laughs) Vibe number two, white socks. Isn't that crazy? You go into like a white dress sock, not like a Nike dry fit, which I like also, but like a ribbed or textured white sock worn with like a black shoe or a Mm. loafer. Okay. No, nothing. Sam Hine does it, and I'm 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 really down. Maybe like a cream or an off white sock. I'm just like a sock idiot because I can't I can't keep track of my own socks, so I've given up on socks. All right, what do you got? All right, second one for me would be. I mean, I'm sorry. My third vibe, the third vibe, is rugs. Yeah. You just did a cool story on rugs. Yeah. I talked to Kellen Tucker from Shark Tooth in Williamsburg Mm -hmm. about rugs. And she told me that not all of your furniture needs to fit on one rug. And now my life has changed. That was a rule. Some people thought that was a rule. Yeah. And then I got a One King's Lane email that told me that was a rule. Fuck One King's Lane. Vibe number four, pocket tees. How good is a pocket tee? A V-neck pocket tee. Yeah, V-neck pocket tee. How dare you? <laughs> Try to ruin something good. What are you going to keep got in that pocket? Do nothing. You- nothing goes in the pocket. That's a really good point. Thank you for bringing that up. You're maybe welcome. a pack of cigarettes. You shouldn't smoke, but maybe that would look cool. I thought you should roll the pack of cigarettes up on the no, sleeve. No, that's lame. <laughs> but I got, a, I got a couple of really good pocket tees this summer that I'm like so into. I do not want fall to come because that's all I want to wear. But one is from the brand Paw, P-A-A. Uh, a brand I'm super down with that made a 
awesome boxy kind of heavyweight cotton pocket tee that I've been wearing the shit out of and it rules. Wait, can I quickly ask, do you switch your wardrobes over when the seasons change? No, but well, no, nothing really switches over, but obviously you introduce new things and phase out old things. Mm-hmm. But you can still wear your pocket tee. I guess so, but I just mean like I like wearing it on its own. Mm. Vibe number five is the giant yacht parked outside one World Trade Center right now. The the Navy and bronze one? The Navy, yes. There's a really amazing little marina outside of um, on the Hudson River that we can see from one World Trade. It, it's like behind the Goldman Sachs building, so I imagine all the yachts belong to their execs. But there's been a really good Navy blue one parked out there all summer all that's summer. captivated you. Yes, because I just want to see what it's like. If anyone is, li- if the owner of the giant blue yacht is listening to this podcast, uh, call me. Yeah. Um, vibe number six is, you know, I'm I'm a seltzer drinker. L- Lily's not. She hates it because she has bad opinions about lots of things. <laughs> but um, the Superior Seltzer brand is, in case anyone's wondering, it's Polar. It's not LaCroix or anything else. It's Polar. They have the best flavors and um, the best bubble consistency, and I like it. And it's best a northeastern brand. So big bubbles. Not yeah, they got this bubbles. one special flavor for um, winter that's like watermelon margarita. Mm. That's pretty good. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Next. All right, vibe number seven is stick and poke tattoos. Wow. This was inspired by the story from GQ Style Fall Issue Mm -hmm. about Danny Fox and his wife, Taddy Compton. Yeah, she's awesome. Yeah, she's super cool looking, and she does amazing stick and poke tattoos, and uh, now I really want one. Vibe number eight um, is um, the Red Cross and donating money to organizations. Lily's rolling her eyes, but I did that. I started donating money, small amounts of money, compulsively after... Um, the political climate change in America, and it feels good. And I, I do wanna, not have a lot of money to give, but I do what I can. I want to be clear that I'm not rolling my eyes at the <laughs> concept of donating to the Red Cross. You should do that. We should all do that. I'm rolling my eyes because that was you did not warn me that you had an altruistic vibe. <laughs> so now I feel like an asshole. Come on, let's go. Ugh, okay, so vibe number nine. nine is in honor of Samuel Johnson Hine. Mm-hmm. Samuel Brickell. What's your middle name? Niebuhr. Niebuhr. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. In honor of uh, Samuel Hine and Hine, millennial slang. Ooh. And like, I'm technically a millennial. Yeah, so am I. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. But I thought that John's was just a funny way of saying jeans. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my yeah, god. Yeah, before I worked at GQ Style and I didn't know what WYD meant on Twitter. I still actually don't really know. Oh, who says that on Twitter? WYD is like what are you doing? Yeah. More of a text than a tweet. Um I routinely have to Google Twitter um abbreviations. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes I'm trying to sort of work it into my daily speech. Yeah, I think you should. I don't know if it works. Uh, you'll appeal more to brands. <laughs> They're always trying to reach millennials. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to broaden my appeal. Vibe number ten. <laughs> since I've, uh, I'm in the business now of just like airing out 
um, what maybe or maybe are not secrets is this place, Popular Jewelry on Canal Street, where I got my gold chain. Shout out to Popular Jewelry on Canal Street. Um, this is a pretty well-known spot, but it's extremely cutty. It's extremely real and uh, not for the faint of heart or weak of negotiating skills. But it's a pretty fun place to go, and you can check out like photos of all the rappers on the walls. I think there was a, a Racked did a video with them last week, actually, so spot's blown anyway, where the owner said that her first like customer or first celebrity customer was Capadonna from Wu-Tang. So, friend of the pod, Capadonna, shout out to him. Um, Wait, so you can go there and you can negotiate prices with them? Yeah, pretty heavy, definitely. That yeah. kind of thing. The, nothing has a price on it. And the, if, yeah, I I don't fully know the rules. I've only been there a couple times and I don't want to like. Do you go in and say, like, I'll give you $1 for this <laughs> and then go from there? No, it's, it, you gotta, it's also, you gotta have stamina. You gotta be in it for the long haul. Like, you kind of post up at the counter. And you just like don't walk away until you you get the price that you want or you think you should get, and and that's that. Does that mean you have to go in knowing the price of gold? I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Bring your scale. <laughs> All right. Vibe number eleven mm-hmm. is big buttons. Cool. I'm really into big buttons because I saw someone wearing something with really big buttons the other day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a man, not a lady. And some outerwear, I'm guessing. I guess it must have been. It wasn't like pants with huge buttons on them on the fly. I mean, I'm fine. No, I'm fine with big buttons anywhere. Okay. Just give me them. You like big buttons. That's pretty weird. What? um, All right. That's not weird. No. It's not any weirder than old man shoes. True. Vibe number 12. Wait, that's another millennial slang. True, but without an E. T R U. Yeah. True. True. You don't need that E. No. <laughs> Millennials are extremely efficient. That's what it's all about, really. Just cut to the chase. I guess I don't. I don't really know what they're all about. No, I think I think we're all about just like living life easy. Mm-hmm. At our parents' house. At our parents' house. Yep. And uh, you know. Not taking shit from nobody. Social media. Yep. <laughs> Vibe number twelve. Um, the legend himself, my two all time favorites are Keanu Reeves and Winona Ryder. And, um, did they ever date? Probably. I'm I'm not really that good at Hollywood celebrity gossip, but I hope I like to think they dated or at least, you know, had a few special nights together. Um, (laughs) but I saw news last week that they're starring in a new rom-com together. I was going to say that to you. I saw that. I thought you'd be so excited. I'm so excited. Hell yeah. It's called Destination Wedding. I think they're like two miserable people that end up at a wedding together and they hook up at the end or something. But Sounds like a terrible movie. Oh, it sounds so good. Ugh. I mean, I'll watch it. I love Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder in the 90s. That's good. One shit. of the all-time greats. So good. I love her little face. That was number 12. Bring us home, Lily. What's number 13? Make it good. Big week coming up. Women's humor Instagram. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love it. Lily always reads me the best ones. I'm too embarrassed, too shy to follow the account myself. Yeah, but you love it. You think it's really funny. Because it is funny sometimes. One out of, like, five are funny. I mean, they're tired memes, but um, it's pretty good. Yeah. See, I, if anyone, I, like, don't believe in, like, gender roles and all that crap of course not you're a modern Fluidity. woman yeah. yeah i'm modern uh but i like women's humor i don't like men's humor don't follow that one it, it, that's like a counterpart yeah there's two do you think they're run by the same people that it's like a husband Absolutely. and wife team <laughs> yes no it's run by like one fat guy 
at yeah. home probably. Yeah. I'm fine with it. He understands women better than he understands men. Or the <laughs> men's jokes just aren't funny. No, the men's bro- jo- jokes are just too broy. Yeah. But the women's jokes are basic and funny. This is from April 25th. And the, the joke is when you realize summer is right around the corner and it's an image of a Google search term, search bar. Yeah. How to lose 30 pounds in one second. <laughs> <laughs> oh, women's humor. All right, folks. <laughs> That's the end of 13 Vibes. I'm Noah Johnson here with Lily Guxenen, our digital editor True. at GQ Style. Fall issue is on stands now, starring the awesome and hilarious Aziz Ansari. Go to GQStyle.com, subscribe, buy the issue, tell your friends. This is episode three of Corporate Lunch. See you next time. Peace. Bye. GQ Style.